Good morning, everybody, and happy Monday. Today, on 30 Minutes or Less, we're going to take a look at an absolute classic. We're going to make a version of fish fingers and fries, but rather than, rather than having fries, we're going to make really delicious pan-roasted potatoes. The fish fingers are going to be homemade, and we're going to make a really delicious sauce to go with them. All this in 30 minutes or less. What are we waiting for? I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. And today, we are making fish fingers with pan-roasted potatoes in 30 minutes or less. Let's do it. I started cooking at 7.45 p.m. The first thing I did was get the oven going. I turned it on to 425 degrees Fahrenheit. I also put an oven-safe pan on the stove and turned it on over medium heat. With the oven on and the pan heating up, I started working on the potatoes. I used four Yukon Gold potatoes, but any yellow flesh variety will work. I cut them into wedges, about eight per, per uh, about eight wedges per potato. And once they were cut, I set them aside for a minute uh, while the pan finished heating up. So while the pan was finishing heating up, I had just enough time to peel a carrot, um, which I did, set that aside, and then got the potatoes in the pan. So with the pan heated up, I used a cast iron pan. You can use anything that can go in the oven. Uh, I added in two tablespoons of olive oil, the potatoes, and then seasoned them well with salt and pepper. I tossed the potatoes to make sure they were coated evenly in the oil and to distribute the seasoning. Then I left them alone to cook and sear. So this, now it's about 7.49 p.m. and it's, it's time to cut some vegetables. So we all know that we can't have a well-balanced meal without a nice big serving of vegetables. So with the potatoes cooking, it was time to start prepping the veg. I thinly sliced the carrot that I had already peeled while waiting for the pan to heat up. And then next I sliced half a red bell pepper. To the carrot and bell pepper, I added a big handful of fresh green beans and that was it. So if you check out the written version of these posts or you go to the Facebook page and, and have a look, you may notice that I often cut vegetables on an angle. In cooking, we call this cutting on a bias. This is done because it looks more professional. However, there is a secondary reason. When cutting round vegetables like carrots or even green onions or chives, they have a tendency to roll away when they're, when they're cut straight on. Cutting them on an angle keeps them in place and prevents them from rolling onto the floor. So that's a little pro tip for you. Okay, 7.51 p.m. sauce. Now before I got into making the sauce, I had to make sure to give the potatoes a big stir to prevent them from burning on the bottom. This also helps to ensure more even browning on the potatoes. Okay, so the sauce. The sauce I made for my fish fingers is called a sweet chili sauce. You may have had it in restaurants or even bought it at the grocery store, but it is the easiest sauce in the world to make. I'm serious. All you need to make this sauce is half a cup of sugar, half a cup of white vinegar, half a cup of water, a quarter to a half teaspoon of red pepper flakes, depending on, on your tastes. Some people call them crushed red pepper flakes, some people call them chili flakes, whatever, and that's it. Those four ingredients get put in a pot, brought to a boil, and then simmered for about 10 minutes. Not only is this sauce delicious and ridiculously easy to make, but because of the high sugar and acid content, it will virtually last forever in the fridge. So at 7.51 p.m., I measured out all the ingredients for the sauce, put them in a pot on the stove, and turned the burner on high. Then I moved on to my next task. 7.52 p.m., potatoes in the oven. 
So by 7.52, the potatoes were looking pretty brown and ready to go into the oven. So I gave them one more quick stir and popped them in the oven on one of the center racks. 7.53 p.m., setting up the breading. So at this point, I've been cooking for almost 10 minutes and haven't even touched the fish yet. I'd say it's about time I did. But in order to do that, I first need to get my stuff set up for my breading. Now I'm gonna use what's known as the standard breading procedure. It's the same process I used to make the turkey fingers in the five turkey hors d'oeuvres post before Christmas. The basic idea is that the food you're breading is first dusted in flour, which sticks to the food, then it's dipped in some beaten egg, which sticks to the flour, finally it's rolled in breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs excuse me, which sticks to the egg. This process gives you a really solid bread coating that is gonna stick to the food. The flour and breadcrumbs I used for this are gluten-free, but you can obviously use the regular stuff. Now first up, I combined one cup of flour with half a teaspoon of salt and a quarter teaspoon of pepper. I used a fork to stir it up and then set it aside and measured out one cup of breadcrumbs and I beat two eggs. With the breading station set up and out of the way, I also took this time to grease a sheet pan. I used about two to three tablespoons of olive oil and evenly spread it on the sheet pan. It may seem like a lot of oil, Honestly, you could probably use more. The oil isn't so much there to make sure the fish doesn't stick to the pan. It's actually gonna help crisp up and brown the breading. I highly recommend you don't cut back on this oil. 7.56 p.m., fish. So right around this time, the sauce started to boil. So I turned it down to a simmer and left it alone. Now it was time to get to work on the fish. So I used three haddock fillets, uh, which made enough for about four people. I first cut the loin, which is the thicker part of the fillet, off, and then I cut that into two to three fingers depending on how thick it was. Next, I cut the other half of the fillets into finger-sized pieces too. With the fish cut, it was now time to bread it, and it's about 7.56. Each piece went into the flour first, then the beaten egg, and then the breadcrumbs. Once the fish fingers were breaded, they got placed on the greased sheet pan. I left about a half inch between each finger. This helps them to cook and brown more evenly. Once all the fish was breaded and on the sheet pan, I put them in the oven on the center rack. I set a seven minute timer and left them alone. But since I was opening the oven anyway, I took this opportunity to give the potatoes a quick stir. Then I washed and dried my cutting board and wiped down my counters. 8.04 p.m., pan on for the veg. So once everything was clean, I put the pan on over medium high heat for the vegetables. I let it heat up for about two minutes, then added in two teaspoons of grapeseed oil along with the vegetables and a bit of salt and pepper. I sauteed the vegetables for about three minutes, put a lid on the pan, and took them off the heat. I let the vegetables sit until the rest of the food was cooked. This technique with the vegetables was something I came up with the other day. I, I don't know if I invented it or not. I'm sure someone has done this before, but I, I didn't find it anywhere. I just kind of decided to try it. And essentially, you saute the vegetables in a bit of oil in a really hot pan with a bit of salt and pepper. The vegetables get cooked only until they're heated through. This takes about three to four minutes. Then the pan gets covered and taken off the heat. As the vegetables sit, they release moisture, which condenses and falls back down on them and onto the surface of the hot pan. Essentially, the vegetables steam in their own juices. I've used this technique multiple times now with multiple varieties of fresh vegetables, and they have all come out perfect every single time. Now, uh, at this point, with the vegetables cooking and, and the lid on and they're off the heat. Uh, I also took the sauce off the heat and set it aside. 8.09 p.m., flip the fish. So, okay, at this point the sauce is done, the vegetables are sitting off the heat with the lid on, and there's still some time left to go. 
I took the fish out of the oven, flipped each piece, then popped them back in. I also gave the potatoes one last stir. 8.15 p.m. Dinner is ready. So at 8.15, the fish and potatoes came out of the oven and were perfectly cooked. The vegetables were hot and ready, and the sauce was good to go. Looked to me like dinner was ready. Conclusion. This is the exact type of meal I ate growing up. The difference is that this version was all homemade. But what's interesting is that even though it was all homemade, it took about the same amount of time as the boxed store-bought stuff. Now, honestly, I made this in 30 minutes, and you can too. Oh, and you can even make extra fish fingers and freeze them. Why not, right? And that does it for today. As always, thank you for listening. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you'd like to check out the written recipe and the written post, you can check that out at howtonotburnshit.com forward slash fish dash fingers. Uh, or you can also find it on the Food in 5 Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash food in 5. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. Like I said, thank you, as always, for listening. I will be back on Wednesday with another fantastic episode of Food and Five. I hope that you had a great weekend. I hope you have a fantastic Monday. And I hope you have a great Tuesday. I'll see you then on Wednesday. Have a great one, everybody. <laughs>